Good morning, everyone. My name is Kilton Fernandez, and you're listening to Escology Daily Podcast. That's our daily digest on the most important news in English. If you don't know me, I am an English tutor, and you can find me everywhere online looking out for Kilton Fernandez. If you were already my student, be welcome to this trip through today's news and let's start let's start in the white white house right why don't we go straight to the white house uh, because uh, trump got not the budget he asked for but the one he de he deserved it yeah? the senate passed a 1.3 trillion in spending bills early this morning that will keep the federal government open through september funding would otherwise have is expired Today, the measure provides big increase to military and domestic programs and rebuffs the Trump's administration efforts to sharply scale back the scope of government. How does this work? How does this budget work? The thing is, United States, the budget has to be approved by the Senate in order, in order for the president to um, to proceed with his his plans, his his government itself, you know. And uh, historically speaking, Trump is the most um, uh, blockage-prone president president into uh, a, a budget uh, blockage in the end of the day. The thing is, if the Senate doesn't pass the budget, the United, United States uh, government can actually shut down. That happened earlier this year, and uh, the opposition is trying to make it happen all over again. More on uh, Trump administration, China strikes back on tariffs. Beijing announced today that it would impose tariffs on $3 billion worth of American-produced goods. Hours after President Trump imposed the tariffs, tariffs on as, as much as $60 billion worth of Chinese goods. The prospect of a trade war sent, us, sent U.S. stocks lower on Thursday. Shares in Asia tell more than fell more than 4% today and European stocks are down. The Trump administration on um, the Trump administration's stiff tariffs on steel and, and steel and aluminum began, began today, but he granted brief exceptions to some allies and said it might impose import quotas. Brazil can uh, export aluminum and steel to the United States without uh, 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 in addition a, a, a margin without this this uh, extra tariff. But what what Trump is doing here is trying to create a more protectionist uh, market and he's hitting hard directly to China. Is this smart? Probably not, but he, we all know Trump is not the smartest president in the planet. So far gone, living in a fever dream. I wanna stand on the mountain. I wanna know how it feels. Remember a few weeks ago when we had these students going out in the streets in order to protest against the gun control, right? Well, in favor of gun control. In fact, they've turned in. They've tuned in. Will they turn out? More than 800 students-led demonstrations are planned this weekend to call for to an end to gun violence. Here's a map of scheduled protests across the United States and around the world. Whether the young activists inspired by March of Our Lives will become a disruptive force depends in large part on whether they stay organized and registered 
to vote separately the 16-year-old girl who was shot in a school in Maryland on Tuesday, this Tuesday, will be removed from life support, her parents said. This is really bad. Alright, so students are going to the street protesting against against guns. Is this a big thing? Probably not. You know, there are students. You're talking about 800 protests. We're talking about what? If we have a thousand people, each one of those, we're going to have 800,000 people. If you have 10,000 people, we have uh, uh, 10,000 people in each one of those protests, we're going to have what? 8 million on a almost 400 million people country it's still not relevant i mean gun control is something people are going after so so uh, many times have to discuss that some someday in one of our classes On this Friday, the much-awaited antitrust trial involving TNT's proposed merger with Time Warner began on Thursday with starkly different visions of a future media landscape. Just imagine these two big giants amalgamate, amalgamating to a bigger company. Uh, that's monopoly for, monopoly for sure. Uh, Citigroup is setting restrictions on the sales of firearms by its business customers. It is the first Wall Street bank to take an instant in st stance on gun control. And I don't think I don't think that's relevant in the end of the day. You know, um, we're talking about a bank in the Wall Street limiting limiting money for uh, selling of guns for the sales of guns. You know, and you have so many other banks financing guns in the end of the day. Come and me. I've been so far gone, living in a fever dream. Ain't no angel over me. I've been so far gone, living in a fever dream. And I got a backstory for this first podcast right here. It's a shortcut to use it. Uh, it's a shortcut used it the world over and even beyond, having been uttered at least once during a space mission. On this day, in 1839, the Boston Morning Post published OK for the very first non-time, using the abbreviation next to words, all correct, is not written OK, the time style buck says. There have been many theories about its origins, but the most likely is that OK was an abbreviation of the deliberately misspelled oral correct or all correct. Uh, so the word is all correct, but they misspell it to oral correct, which would be O R L K O R R E C T. And the expression gained prominence in the mid of the century, 19th century. Alan Walken Reed, a longtime English professor at Columbia University, debunked some theories in the 1960s, including that the term had come from Andrews Jackson's poor spelling, from a Native American word, or from an army biscuit. Today, OK is an Americanism or neologism adopted by virtually every language. And one of the first words spoken 
on the moon. The professor didn't appreciate having OK overshadow the hundreds of other etymologies he divided. It continued. He also tracked early uses of Dixie, Podunk, and the Almighty Almighty Dollar. In the 1920s, Mr. Reed hitchhiked through Western Wyoa, hunting down the word blizzard. <laughs> and a man called Lightning Ellis had first used the word for a snowstorm in 1870. He learned that within 10 years, it had spread throughout the Midwest. And this is the end. We reached the end of this first episode of our daily podcast. So the idea here is to be daily. The idea here is to bring the news. It's all a test. It's a, for, it's a format we're testing. So I, w- I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think? What do you guys like? It? What do you guys didn't like about that? Please, I need your feedback in order to shape this show into the perfect format to reach you guys every morning. And don't forget to, you can you can find me everywhere online. You can find me uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, and all the stuff. Just looking out for Guten Fernandes. Do that, and uh, let's keep this conversation going on. Thank you guys very much, and see you tomorrow.